0: Hi, this is Tiger Lily and you're listening to 10th House, a podcast where we interview rising music stars and share their stories and insights on how to make it in the modern music industry. All right, we're live. Hello, everyone. I'm Nico. I'm here with fellow Fordham alum, JJ Medor. So JJ and I met a freshman year at Fordham, but we really got to know each other the following year when we lived together off campus with four other uh, water polo players. Uh, Even then, JJ was extremely influential and talented from a digital marketing standpoint, managing social media accounts and web presence of The Rival, which was a student-run news publication at Fordham. And uh, more recently, JJ started working in product management and digital marketing at Trubify. And he's even written a book about his successes, uh, How to Make a Blinded Free Throw, The Art of Science, Drawing an Audience Online. So uh, JJ, go ahead, tell us about your story. When Would you really start like paying attention and developing your social presence?
1: What's up, Nico? Uh, thank you so much for the warm introduction. First of all, it's awesome to be here today. Um, when I first really started paying, when I first started trying to grow my social presence, or when I first started to learn about it, or when I first started being interested, because I have slightly different answers to all of those questions.
0: Yeah, go ahead and just walk through your story with like becoming such so influential like, online.
1: Um, so I definitely haven't hit my peak yet. Let's start with that. I hope to uh, hope to keep on, keep on climbing since I'm only 24. but I did. I I originally became interested in the uses of social media in high school. Uh, I was very interested in politics as Facebook and Instagram were first kind of forming. Uh, I originally studied studied political science at Fordham because that's kind of what I thought my calling was. And the first reason that I was super interested in these social platforms was because it seemed like the next wave of lobbying. Uh, I, I wanted to work in politics and be a lobbyist. So I thought that by learning how to growth hack accounts on social media, I could kind of pave a new path for lobbyists. Um, after my freshman year at Fordham, I switched from a poli-sci major out towards uh, philosophy and then towards economics. So I kind of got over the goal of growing for the sake of political gain or for yeah. the sake of lobbyists. But my interest really shift towards wanting to grow the accounts of talented musicians and people who don't necessarily have the funds to go get a bunch of new followers for themselves. Um, yeah, so that's great. naturally, the way that I learned how I could do that for other people was by trying to grow, grow my own presence in my own account. And so you really
0: started doing that uh, in college, you would say, for Instagram and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I feel like there are different phases of research. Like the first thing a lot of people do nowadays is read all the blog posts out there to try to learn how to do what they want to do. So I I read all the blog posts in high school, maybe through my freshman year of college. Um, And then I, as you mentioned, we played water polo together. Um, I got a couple of hip injuries, which gave me just so much free time. And that was really when I decided to put all those blog posts to use. So my sophomore year of college is when I started to, to execute a lot more than just learn
0: yeah and right around then you started working at the rival correct
1: yeah so one of my one of my buddies from fordham named cole coyer who is actually also uh, somewhat involved with Trubify now um when i quit water polo i told him you know you know it was just we're college we're drinking one night and i was like dude i miss doing creative stuff with video and articles and he's like bro you should join the rival and i had had a <laughs> rival at that point and i you know, I didn't really know what to expect. And he was just kind of like, dude, like the signups ended a week ago, but let me see what I could do. I could get you in. Paraphrasing, of course. And a week later, I was a part of the Rival. And uh, a year later, maybe even six months later, they gave me the password to their Instagram account. And that's when I really started having fun with them.
0: And so the stuff that you were learning, like
1: online through just doing various research
0: and blog posts, you started incorporating that in the Rival. And how do you incorporate that today at Trubify?
1: So that's actually yeah, that's a great segue. Um, something that, that yes, I was incorporating what I learned with the rival. Um, but I did run into a slight problem. I I was into learning how to automate accounts. So this was back when specifically Instagram had kind of a gray area around automation and it mm-hmm. wasn't outright frowned upon it was frowned upon but it wasn't against the rules and instagram then changed the rules to be very clearly against automation and that kind of stifled my uh my ability to growth hack accounts more or less that 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 had me paused for a little bit but really my main mission and my main goal in wanting to learn how to grow people's presence in the first place was it, it really it was centered around music in the first place like I, I wanted these people who are incredibly talented musicians, but only get a thousand monthly listeners on Spotify to have significantly more than that because, and I, it's all good craft. I don't, I don't want to, I don't, don't, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but like there are some iconic musicians who are less talented than you, Nico. And like, I want, I want it to be a force that would change that. So Trubify is a perfect segue for me Uh, originally trying to like break the platforms and and cheat them into getting these smaller people more eyeballs. And now I'm actually building the platform. So I think learning how to try to break platforms is gonna actually help because now when people are trying to do uh, sketchy growth stuff on Troopify, we're gonna be able to put a cap on it a lot sooner. And I'm still gonna accomplish my original mission of trying to get more eyes and ears on legitimately talented small musicians
0: yeah that that is honestly wonderful and i i just have a few questions for that like when you're trying to get that true natural growth like what are some important tenants or tenants that you try to hone in on like i know a lot of people say you know you must be transparent transparency is key but what are some other things that you've noticed with popular accounts um that play into this like natural growth
1: so i'm actually the transparency really quickly oh
0: sorry can you repeat that a bit you're cutting out for a sec
1: yeah totally i can i dive a little bit deeper into transparency really quickly because i think that it's important so very specifically for music creators and this could be you're a music content creator on tiktok or this could be you put your you put your albums and your EPs on DSPs. This is for everyone. I feel like generally companies are really bad at giving transparency into the journey of a dollar when it comes to music content creators and musicians. So I when I if I spend if I spend let's call it five bucks on a monthly Spotify uh, membership. If I'm paying for a monthly Spotify membership, five bucks a month, I have no idea who is getting paid off with that five bucks. All I know is that musicians are barely getting any money on their purview payouts. So why is that? It's it's a mix of a lot of things there. I I don't want to talk about all the other business models and I don't want to try to be a jerk to people in the industry because that's not going to get me anywhere. But it is true that publishers take a very large percentage of, of the top of top line revenue. They, they take a large percentage of the money that could be going to creators and something That's that true is doing that we're trying to be distinctly different about is we want to be as transparent as possible. So I don't know if you've been on our website recently, but we actually just put up a transparency page, a full page dedicated to the journey of a dollar. So if you're a fan and you're trying to help your favorite musician make money, you know exactly where that dollar is going. And to give you just a little breakdown, so like if I send you a tip while you are live streaming on Trubify, Nico, 37% of the money that I put into the app is going directly to you. And that is the highest percentage we could possibly give you because Apple and Google are taking 30% off the top. Publishers take another 30% off of that. And then we're left basically giving you 80% and taking 20% for us. So we're one of the only places that literally has that listed out on our website because we want to be absolutely transparent. I think that's going to be a lot more important moving forward, especially with developments in the blockchain and NFT space. Uh, People are going to get used to full transparency digitally. Oh, definitely. And
0: we're so we're we're breaking in a bit to like the tipping breakdown of Trubify and you know how the how transparent they are. And you and I we both are very familiar with Trubify, but for like a listener now, how would you explain what Trubify is for someone who's curious about it or doesn't really know what it is?
1: Uh, so, so let me can let I give a longer answer to that than just a one sentence elevator pitch? Yeah, of course. So so what we're seeing now and what we've seen the past decade is basically uh, as a result of technology, musicians can now easily share their content with the world uh, through a lot of different mediums. Like with a single tap, an and artist can, can perform in front of, if the people are available, millions of people. If there are millions of people looking for music, you can click a button and perform in front of millions of people. Uh, current social media platforms give a place for artists to post content and engage with fans and meet other people in the music community. And musicians of past decades would love that. They'd love just having that ability. Um, But social media, while it can catalyze the growth of your fan base, most musicians are still struggling to make an honest living. And honest living is the wrong way of putting it. Most musicians are struggling to make a living off of their music content online. So Trubify is here to change that. We're, we're an award-winning, uh, innovative technology app dedicated to making it easier for musicians to make money off of their music and their content online. Uh, so we want to empower artists to make a living doing what they love. And that was a bit of a mouthful. So the shorter version is Troubify is a live music streaming app that's making it easier for musicians to make money online and giving, art, or giving fans a front row seat to their favorite artists. It's honestly great.
0: I use it. JJ obviously uses it. If you don't know what it is, please check it out. Check out their website. Look them up on the app store on Android now as well. Uh, They just released tipping so you can tip live and you also get paid for live views. I'm going to go back a little bit before you were at Trubify. I I remember like right when you graduated or maybe like six months after you graduated, you wrote a book. So. So what what pushed you to actually go out and do that? Write this book, and what's this book about? And uh, why did you feel the need to
1: tell that to the world? So um, I so we talked about my experience with Instagram growth. Um, that led trying oh, to start sorry.
0: Can you just repeat that again? It's cutting out a little bit.
1: Yeah, mind. no worries. So we talked early on a little bit about my experience with social media growth, uh, namely Instagram. Um, in college, I tried to leverage that into starting a social media marketing agency. So I got a handful of clients who were paying me you know, a couple, couple hundred a month. And yeah, honestly, for a college student, I, I felt like I did pretty solid. You know, I made beer money off of growing people's Instagram accounts. But I kind of got over trying to make a business out of growing people's Instagram accounts, especially after automation really got shut down because that was kind of my bread and butter. Um, so I figured I might as well put all of that knowledge to use somewhere. Uh, I I got super lucky, and one of my friends at the Rival named Alexa Cucciara, uh introduced me to a guy named Eric Custer, who is a Georgetown University professor. Um, he started a publisher called New Degree Press that helps college students and young adults get books published. Uh, so the second that that I heard about the book program, I kind of just I knew instantly. I'm not going to have this opportunity again for a while. And I know that I want to publish a book at some point in my life. So screw it. I'm going to give it a shot now. Why not? That is a
0: great attitude. And, and what, what is this book about? What's the title of it? And uh, why, what, like, why did you write it? Uh, it's called... Aside from wanting to write a book. What was that? I said just aside from wanting to write
1: a book. At yeah. some point so it's called How to Make a Blindfolded Free Throw: The Art and Science of Growing an Audience Online. And to be truthful, when I first wrote it, I had this master plan that I am going to spend a year researching how people go viral on the internet and then make my book go viral with what I learned. And I thought it was the most genius, you know, college JJ thought that that was the best idea ever. Which it makes sense when I say it like that, right? But Uh, halfway through the process um i really got more attached to the idea of i wanted to i want to build my own credibility so many people steal credibility from if 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 somebody went to harvard business school they're wearing a harvard sweater or some kind of harvard clothing so often if you work at like the goldman like if you work at one of the big four financial firms like I, I didn't, I don't want to borrow. I didn't want to borrow credibility from a college or from a job or from somebody else. I wanted to build my own credibility. And this mm-hmm. seemed like the most realistic way for me to start building my own credibility. So for example, I, I like speaking in front of people. I like public speaking, but if I'm not an author, what are they going to call me? JJ Metter speaking on a panel? Like, no, 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 no. But when you write a book, all of a sudden it's author jj Matter speaking on a panel and when all of a sudden when i'm applying to a job at a startup like Truefy, i am an author now I've, I've i've put my own body of work into the world so i transformed from my genius master plan of going viral to i'm just going to build myself a little bit of credibility to put myself ahead of the game
0: and building this credibility from you know someone argue a pretty young age i i Seeing that you're now like working with individuals significantly older than you um, at Trubify, this is more of like a personal question. But how do you stay uh, confident with yourself and what you're doing around uh, peers that are like significantly older than yourself,
1: dude? I have <laughs> the best calls ever, at Trubify man. Like, I can't even. I I got to give them so much credit. I honestly when. I first kind of leveled up in this company when I went from working. I got more equity at one point and that entailed me putting a lot more hours in basically. And I straight up told our CEO, our COO and one other person on the team that sometimes I do struggle with something that is termed imposter syndrome. Um, And it's just like writing the book, man, like sometimes it's hard. It's hard to understand like what, it's hard to stay confident in yourself when you're young and you're working with people that are so far ahead of you and so successful. But I think that me being open with them about that and the way that they've responded to it has been incredible. I get, I feel like I get the positive encouragement that I need with the colleagues that I work with now. But you know, that's not to say that they won't tell me an idea is bad if an idea is bad. Um, Mm they have just done a really great job uh, fostering my growth so far. So that's definitely something that I struggled with a lot more before starting this job and dude, our, EL, our executive leadership team is incredible like 10 out of 10 they're amazing
0: I think I think that continues with like this uh tenant of Trubify the transparency just being transparent with people you work with as well of like things that you're personally uncomfortable with um and leads to like a better team overall and like totally. water waterfall out school but yeah also in the professional life
1: um, and that I love, even if we go back to, like, I wasn't the best player on our Fordham water polo team by any means, it, you know, not even close. And this was, I just, I didn't fully understand this principle back then that I think Brian Backrack really believed in. And anyways, I didn't fully understand this principle back then, but our COO always says that we're a company that is more interested in getting it right than being right. And I feel mm-hmm. a culture that I've been a part of before, but I've never understood as deeply as I understand it. Now we want to get it right. Like, I don't care. It doesn't matter if what I say is right or not. It matters if we get it right as a collective.
0: And I, yeah, I think that's just a great motto to have and build towards wrapping up here. Just one last thing. You're talking about you help a lot of artists um, who are trying to, you know, build their presence online, get more followers on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, or also just get more listens on Spotify. Like if you could give just like one piece or maybe two pieces of advice to artists working to establish their social media presence by themselves, like they can't go out and, you know, hire someone else to do it for them. What can they be doing today to help
1: them? Okay. okay. I'm not going to like this answer, but I strongly believe that this is the best answer and I don't think that there are other good answers too, but what you can do today, right now and tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and just consistently do it is really the meat of your profile is going to live in your DMs on Instagram or you know, I'm I'm not an expert with TikTok, but with with, with the major social media platforms, DM more people every single day and be genuine and yeah. be yourself. would so genuine versus be yourself. So like, just honestly, if if you DM 10 people a day that you are interested in their content and you think they may be interested in yours as well. And you do that for a year, how many people have you DM now? Like, you know, 3,600, like that's going to make a huge difference. It's something you could do today. And the other yeah. thing I'd suggest is, do a lot more work in private. Like, forget about the posts. Forget about the posts, go, go work your ass off in your cave, learn what you can do, and then post it. So those are my two major, major uh, tips to anybody trying to grow their, their following in the near term. And along with that, I also try on Trubify. Take, take a lot of shots, man. The point of how to make a blindfolded free throw is you got to take a lot of shots and you got to take a lot of good shots if you want any of them to go in. So don't be don't don't be afraid to post. Don't don't get that that paralysis. I know it's really hard not to like everybody uh, is self-conscious. Not everyone. A lot of people are self-conscious before they post. So take a lot of shots. Take good shots. Practice in private. Send DMs.
0: And that's, that's helped you. And is that what you give advice to like artists that you've been working with as well?
1: Oh yeah. Every time. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're trying to, if it depends on what your goal is, of course, like if you're trying to juice up your Spotify numbers, then you can get a little more strategic, a little more tactical around getting people to click your link into Spotify. But just generally, I really think that if you just have conversations with people in the DMs and your page looks interesting when they hop over to your page from the DM, you, you know, there's not much that's going to stop you from being successful if, if anything at that point. Yeah. Just having those genuine connections. Oh yeah.
0: Well, JJ, I think we're going to be wrapping up here in a bit. Thanks so much for talking about, you know, your book, true uh, being a product manager and digital marketer for them. Um, and just sort of your, path throughout college amassing this knowledge about growing an audience online uh any last things you'd like to add just if you
1: are a or a music musician, i would really suggest hopping on trubify early and be patient with us as we build out these future functionalities but we really are building we re- we're building a place for you we're going to be completely transparent as we're doing it and We'd love to hear any feedback that you have on the app, and we'd love to love to catch you live on TrueBafy.
0: Yeah. So check out Trubify now if you haven't already. Um thanks so much, JJ. Uh
1: this was great, dude. Yeah, I appreciate you having fun, Nico. This was awesome. Awesome, dude. See ya. Peace.